Game over, man. Game, Game over. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> is that Bill Paxton? It is. Is this your Bill Paxton impersonation? The man from Twister. Dude, he was also the uh, dude. Man with, from Twister. He had the blue mohawk, too, in uh, Terminator 2 at the beginning. He was one of the punks that gets oh, beat up. Yeah. Bill Paxton's dope. But no, was I, all, wasn't he president? He was also president. No. In, um, D- different. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. My bad. Don't mess up the bills. I won't mess up the bills. Actually, Bill Clinton was president. Ah. Same timeline. <laughs> Same thing. He's like, I did not have sexual relations with that alien. Welcome to the Couch Trolls Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Das Bruce. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How about yourself? Not too shabby. What you, uh, what you been up to? What's new? Not a thing. <laughs> How is it that you never have anything that's new? Well, some of us have responsibilities in life, but uh, mostly because I've just been so sucked into video games because the weather just hasn't permitted me to go outside. That's, that's still doing stuff, though, man. I mean, it doesn't have to be an activity outside of that. I'm just like curious, like, how'd your week go? What you been doing? I don't know, dude. I struggle with the idea that I feel like if it's sunny or nice out, I feel like I have to be outside. But if it's like ice storm and terrible, I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to put pants on today. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I totally veg out. You because- have kids. How are you not like getting lured into sledding like all the time? Well, sledding is a lot of work, and uh, as much as I love it, you actually you have to have like, snow But to you do work it. out, too. Okay, so you're just... Well, I mean, dude, if there's a nice thin layer of hail, you can usually slide on stuff. You're good. No, that's me going to the grocery store and falling on my ass, ringing in groceries. You Wait, did you fall trying to get groceries? <laughs> no, but I've been real close where I like, grabbed under the door where I was like, I almost lost it, and then all I was... like, if you, It's like you're going to... Door dr- of the store? Like car door? Or, like, car door at my oh, house. Okay. It's like, okay, you're falling. It's like you have like several things in your hand. Of course, the only thing you don't hold on to are the eggs of course <laughs> so i've broken eggs a few times coming home now all <laughs> thanks to our wonderful winter in michigan do you uh do you go and do you buy the organic eggs too the expensive fancy ones do i look fancy to you i, I have mean, a game over t-shirt on with that, an alien that, that is a pretty, that, pretty that's dope not shirt. selling pretentious egg eater <laughs> <laughs> maybe you but, have things for eggs man so i saw that overwatch is really moving up in uh, the pve mode oh how, yeah how, how is it yeah okay so yeah that's how i spent a good chunk of my weekend was going over the new uh overwatch stuff because it's literally what i do i think i just i check overwatch for updates and just play that um you know it's a game for a service for you i mean you play that game so religiously and since it's your like main game oh, it's did, pretty much a game for service for you but the service is free i did uh well i love it because i don't have to pay for anything like, like new, new character new mode new character new mode and i you're love just, it you're like i'm just gonna play this dude game. i actually did uh some competition this weekend actually good you you need to get in there and I, if i recall i tried to join you and you're like hey i'll get back to you in a few minutes and then bruce never came back well that's because i got lured in by the uh by your friends by my friends well i got okay look you got kids so like you're never you're never on when i'm on and then like when i'm on i got like posses that i gotta roll with man okay i got a tight crew we got stuff down pat we got who's the tank who's the healer who's the salt and you still don't win no, we actually do pretty well. Thank you very much. <laughs> so PVE, how is it? Uh, PVE's uh, pretty good. Um, so last year they did the uh, archives thing where they went back and they would do stories of like a little mission based on like the old files of Overwatch and everything. And they did that 
this year for like the black watch thing and have you gotten on there at all i i haven't had a chance but i, I did play the one last year and just to kind of clarify for some of the listeners pve is player versus everyone or right or is it oh man i guess it it's essentially it's it's player versus pl- enemy because player PvP versus enemy is player Aww. versus player so totally out of see i'm that. the guy who yeah. has to know stuff Sometimes. I drop the science. I bring the knowledge, okay? <laughs> so you have the players versus the computers, and you have a cooperative mode where you're going Basically, through... Basically, it's story mode, dude. It's story. You have a mission objective. You have a start and end to your mission, and you get to go through with other people in a cooperative sense to go and fight, and it's a four-person group that you get, and it's prevalent to the storyline, which they really have not released much info of, other than like some cinematics. That, I'm okay with that. Overwatch is like hinting at lore all the time, and I think all they do is like they like to feed the fan base to make up their own fantasy stuff, and, and that's perfectly fine. I like the fact that they're just trickling in lore, because the lore means that they've put enough time into the characters, but at the same time, they're still concentrating on the gameplay, which is essential. Yep, and then, I mean, it does alternative, especially since it's... I like the fact that you get to play co-op, because the game normally plays as a versus-only kind of game, so it allows you to use characters in kind of a different way, where you're really just thinking about how to help your... Plus, you can set up specific scenarios for those specific character types, too. So, I mean, that's always fun. Which which is fantastic. So, do you say this year is better than last year? I think so. Yeah, I definitely think that they kind of know a little bit more what they're doing. They're up in their game on that. And I'd like to see eventually just a, like, congruent storyline. Is there more skins for it as well? Congruent, the proper word. Not sure. Oh, I dropped so much on skins, dude. I dropped, like... 9,000 points on skins already. So they're new skins for the new... Oh, yeah. Mode. Okay, I'll plus, have to check that plus, out Plus, since it's the anniversary of it, they brought back the skins that they had for last year's event at a discount, so crap that I missed out on, I was able to pick up. See, for me, I just... Every time I'll get, like, new content, they'll always give me the content for the characters I don't use, and then it's like, oh, now I gotta play with that character, I'll play with that character, and I'll be like, man, I really wish I got the skins for the other character. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. No. And then, I mean, the reason I haven't had a chance to play it's because I've been really playing God of War. I mean, everyone's heard of God of War by now, especially... God of War 4, right? Is this technically 4? It's technically God of War. What? <laughs> so what they Don't did is... Don't do that bullcrap. Okay, hold on. Timeline-wise. Okay. Okay, so, you so got... God of War started on PlayStation 2 yep, back with... in the day. It was 1, 2, and then they had... Uh, God of War 3 was on PlayStation 3, Yep. and, and then, then they did uh, like PSP spinoff, I think? Yep, they did the PSP spinoff. And oh, the... uh... Chains of Olympus. Chains of Olympus, and then Ghost of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta. And then this one is technically the sixth entry, and they just went back to calling it God of War. But this is back on the mainline storyline of takes place after God of War 3, then. Correct. Okay. And how the lot, a lot of the marketing has gone for it is they've kept it really tight where they're not explaining a whole lot of anything. But it's like I mean, him the, and a kid on the cover. The, really, the only thing I, I would personally want to spoil about the game is the fact that it is a continuation of the of the storyline, which they were never clear about when they marketed the game. And what they did is now you're playing a new game where you are helping your son kind of traverse through an adventure. Okay, so the kid is your kid then. Yep, it, it's your son. Okay, so side question then. If people have not played any of the previous God of War games, is this a good jumping on point? I actually think it is. It's really similar to the movie Logan. It, see, you could see the new... Storyline-wise, the movie Logan? Uh, in a lot of ways. Think of Logan, how you could never watch an X-Men movie or that crappy Wolverine Origins movie, and you could still watch that movie and still find a way to care about that character. Still functions as a standalone. Yes. But if but, you do have previous knowledge, it just enriches that then? Kind of, and I I feel like they they throw the subtleties of his of his past into the story to to at least catch you up in the story, 
And overall, it, it works really well. But what they did is they reinvented the franchise. I mean, they not only did they throw a kid with you through the whole game. Which, yeah, but I mean, dude, I don't want an escort mission the entire game. That's got to be like, man. Well, I'm, I'm assuming at some point when they were playtesting, they realized giving the kid a health bar was a bad idea. So they took the health bar away. So really how he feels, he feels more like an assist character. Oh, okay. You hit So you, like, you don't have to babysit him the entire time then? You don't. Dude, he babysits you. Like <laughs> you'd be like one on one, like fighting some guy, and then he'll come out of nowhere, jump on the monster's back, and start stabbing it in the neck. Nice. And it completely opens his guard up, and you can just start wailing on him. Okay. And what they did is they they really instead so do you of you control him at all or uh, slightly. There's a couple cinematic moments that where you use his his bow and arrow, but otherwise you hit square, and he kind of is a decoy where he'll just randomly shoot arrows at the enemy that'll either function as a way to disrupt his combo. Or it'll be a way just to get the attention of a giant troll that it, he can't hurt. And they use him in a lot of really cool ways just to kind of enhance the story for yourself. But on top of that, they what they did is they brought the story, instead of being kind of over the... Remember how it's like a pulled back camera over the shoulder? But it's like... It's, yeah, it's I noticed that. Far back. Well, instead of like a radius fight where you can kind of see people coming at you from all ways, they were like, you fight two or three enemies at a time. You don't fight an army anymore. Because every enemy will kill you. Okay. So they, they cranked up the difficulty and you can't see behind you anymore. Well, yeah, because, okay, that was the weird thing. Because you have this, like, I mean, it's it's third-person perspective, but it's not, like, third-person action no, anymore. No, it's, it's very similar to what Resident Evil 4 is. How with Leon Kennedy in the game, you see, it's almost like you have a camera sitting on your shoulder. Okay. So you are very tight Gears to, of to War the Gears of War style, so to speak. Yes. Okay. And what they do is they kind of help by having like the little bit of like this little reticle that shows up like red if there's something coming at you. So it gives you like a, like a subtle notice that there's something coming at you, but it doesn't really gauge the distance so of you're it. A Batman detective uh, thing. I honestly, I don't remember. Do you remember Batman? You get that little symbol above your head, almost like a spidey sense. Oh, and then you could but, like dodge but see, Batman. You could still see kind of a full radius around you. Yeah. It's got to where you can't see anything behind you. So well, you get blindsided a lot in well, that game. The original God of War was kind of, crazy it almost felt like um not samurai warriors what was the other one dynasty warriors. dynasty warriors that well dynasty warriors samurai yeah, warriors you, kind you of spam same attack thing. i mean essentially you're, you're spamming, spamming attacks attack but with quick time events many people as possible the quick time events is really what changed the game for the franchise compared to a lot of the other yeah, quick time events devil may cry i mean devil may cry was very similar except it didn't have quick time events there was quick time events in the original God of War though, because like you have to go and like rip a monster's mouth. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what oh, God okay. of War. That's what God of War brought to the PlayStation. That wasn't really. A, I'm sure there were games that had used them subtly, but God of War was like almost every enemy you could use a quick time event to kill them. Yeah, fair enough. And in the new game, they kind of have that as well, but they're not quick time events. It's like oh, they're dazed or confused. An R3 button shows up. You hit R3 once, and it just does the action. But if it's like a boss, you know, it'll bring up a quick time event. But it's so much more rare compared to the other games that it feels more fluid. Okay, as, so as you're combat. not getting overburdened with quick time events. Not at all. Like and, what was it Splatterhouse did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Splatterhouse was amazing. It doesn't that matter. was still good, yeah. Still yeah. a great game, but yeah. Let's just throw a bunch of metal and a bunch of blood and then random naked pictures of his girlfriend throughout the game. <laughs> Spiderhouse is fun, Spider man. Spiderhouse for 360 and PS3. Excellent game. Yeah, let's go pick it up. <laughs> Very mature. Have. Plus, didn't they have the original games on that disc, too? Um, You could play... I I think... I think I, you could unlock... I remember playing the... I think the third one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember playing yeah, the you third could one. I think those. you unlock all three of them. See, that was, I was so happy when that came out, dude. I was super stoked. Because, like... 
I hadn't had a Splatterhouse game in years. I remember playing three on Genesis, and that was freaking fun. And they're all like, oh, yeah, coming out for 360 and PS3. And I was like, dude. Yeah, and that really did feel like it's basically that was just kind of the God of War style. And they just brought that to an existing franchise and made it their own game, which was fun. But, I mean, with the God of War thing, you obviously have had to see stuff online by now because it is so overhyped. I mean, the week is it, was, it though? The week it was coming out, it was like Sony knew what they were doing because they usually, you know, you release the 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 all the trailer. Ra- well, no, the embargo. They drop the embargo. What is the embargo? So basically, what they do with publishers is they they let IGN and Game Informer and a lot of these companies have the game early. Oh, that's and a what press they do, pack, man. No, but an embargo is when they're allowed to post about it. they're not allowed to just hey as soon as they play the game just start throwing stuff on the internet the the publishers like to control when the content is released they go hey we'll give you an early copy of this but any information and you're allowed to release information but it can you you can start on this day of releasing your information about it so they completely control the the leaking of the content and this is really important for certain games but you know games like witcher 3 they got it like three weeks in advance to let the develop um, to let the publishers really play into the game, really like think about what they're writing and to really do it. Games that are kind of not good, you can always tell like publishers are like you can't put anything up until the day of release. Then that's some sometimes that's the how you can tell is if that, a game's is that how you gauge bad. a game. Sometimes it is because they're like, no, you can't do that one right now. You have to wait and wait and wait. But then there's games like God of War. They're like, oh yeah, you can post stuff up a week early. And they're like, oh, perfect tens. And they're like, everyone's like, oh, this is the great, best game for this system. Well, if you got a quality product, man. I mean, and, and that's kind of what I'm saying is they knew what they had once they started playing it because this game, it impresses on all levels. It, there's no problems with the game. It looks great. It plays great. The story, so I haven't beat it yet. The story, I'm probably 18 hours into the game, still going strong into this game. And I mean, it is selling itself on on its quality. I mean, even if it wasn't hyped, it's a legacy game, though, man. I know, but God of War is a huge. Like that was a PlayStation deal. Two seller. That was a uh, play. Oh, it, it was, was a, a system seller for sure. It was violent. It had mythological lore. It had a great combat system. Like that sold systems. Well, this one, I think this kind of falls in the same category. This is gonna. If Horizon Zero Dawn wasn't enough to really push the PlayStation even further away from the Xbox, you are as riding as, PlayStation dick hard how all the you, time. You know. I, I never say enough good things about Nintendo, which I'll, I'll own that because I don't own a Switch. Yeah, you better. But And <laughs> I still think like the newest Kirby game, it looks great, but I just haven't had a chance to play it. And I, I do mean to actually catch up on some more of the Nintendo stuff because I like a lot of the Nintendo games. You know what games. game I was super excited for, What's but that? I got to get my hands on still is that pirate game for Xbox One. Yeah, and see, I... I don't hear a lot of I don't hear good things about Xbox games and it and it's kind of sad because I I I really do feel that if Xbox was better it would push PlayStation to be even better because that's how a competitive atmosphere works. If one I like think 360 can, drowned out PlayStation 3 though. But they came back. Yeah. And it took a while but they still they didn't give up because that's how a competitive nature works is they know that they only have one person to really beat because Nintendo's kind of always been their own thing. But it's just an opportunity where it, right now Xbox isn't even being competitive with them. They're like, oh, we can take as long as we want on our exclusives because what are they going to compare us to nobody? Well, they dropped a bunch of exclusives that I wanted. So that's kind of deterred me from 
trying like, to pick up their system. Like the funniest trailer I saw was, you know how they always do the graphic comparison trailers? Oh yeah, the graphic comparison <laughs> yeah. for God so, of War. So they always show the 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 PC, Xbox and PlayStation 4 comparisons between the 3 and Nintendo. And all, no, they never they don't always they do, do Nintendo occasionally. They I, I, occasionally I, do I, Nintendo. I can occasionally sneak in the Nintendo one that always looks the worst. But so what they do is on this one, they have three black boxes and just God of War on PlayStation. I was like that is so good. I mean, it's just, it's proving the fact that they just cannot get things right on Xbox. And I'm not, I, I really don't want to hate on them. I, I, I loved my 360. Well, I wanted we, Phantom Dust. I wanted Phantom Dust so bad. That game had me so ready to go, ready to rock. I was super stoked for that. And then it just, they faded away to nothing. And it's like, you, if you can't get me excited for it, man, I can't, I can't get on board. Right. Have you, have you ever been like super pissed? Like something that like was coming out that you were like. Super. I, I, you know what? I guess that's the subject of today's show. Then. Honestly, that is. I mean, what today really feels like we have to make this about the hype. Yes. I mean, we play, got to worry. It felt kind of funny because you know how Amazon's now releasing games for $48 on if you pre-order them? I didn't know well, that. Well, you get I'm a discount. I'm not a digital guy, I remember. Well, if you pre-order a game on Amazon, you get a discount using Amazon Prime. It really takes away from that that feeling that we used to get when we had to go the midnight releases oh i remember midnight first, releases first thing fun. in the morning like i always feel like in early 2000s it was like that was a big deal where what? we used to go uh game game launch what was what's a memorable game launch for you well I, the most memorable i i've been to a lot of them but it's definitely picking up final fantasy lightning returns the game that no one played that Wait, i loved which one was that was that for it's thir- it's final fantasy 13-3 Okay. <laughs> as much of a headache that is, it's funny because I liked all three of them. The story was eh on them, but the third, what they did is they got more experimental on how the gameplay worked. And the third one was like Majora's Mask. So what they did is they gave you 12 days and you basically cycle through the same, the same world over and over again over these 12 days. And you can kind of change how the story works over those days. Does that, does that feel kind of cheap though, man? You would think, but what they did is they really changed the combat. They What they did is the, the class system, as you're fighting, you could quickly switch between all these different classes, and it was a really innovative system and kind of a boring world. See, I think Final Fantasy's always kind of done that a little bit. I remember like, okay, I remember when uh, 7 came out. Hype for 7, everyone loved 7, and then they started doing those weird little offshoots where it's like, it kind of felt like they were kind of melting. Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of, yes, that's right. It was, uh, <laughs> you explain that, because you own that, don't you? Of course I own that. No, I, I bought that game the day it released, and it was just a really bad version of Devil May Cry with this, like, like wedged in Final Fantasy 7 B story that made no sense and had no purpose at all. See, now, do you, do you feel like that, that was, like, them diluting the product? Because, like, I remember, like, anytime anything Final Fantasy came out after after 7 hit, 7 hit, they go, oh, my goodness, it's three discs, it's a masterpiece, Dude, it's this great story, Final Fantasy it's is hype. score. Final Fantasy was hype for the longest time, and then, like, we just kind of died out with hype, because I remember, like, okay... Don't get me wrong, I love the game Final Fantasy Tactics, but I remember when Tactics came out, everyone's like, oh, it's a new Final Fantasy game, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and see, for me, it was like, oh, you love 7, and then I bought 8. 8 was amazing, and it's like, oh. 8 was fun. And then they're like, oh, they dropped 9. Nobody I'm liked like, 8, though. I, I feel like that one ended up- Friend of the show, Ned, loved 8. I remember in like yeah. junior high, he had the like little Lionheart necklace and everything, too. People loved the design, I think, of 8. They liked a lot of like the, the summons in it. They liked a lot of the... Nobody they, liked the draw system. On. Friend Kyle, 
he really enjoys the Gunblade. Yep. And, you know, they had cool designs in that game, but the gameplay was, eh. I love the card game. I mean, I was the totally... The card game was the, fun. The, the card game, Triple, Triple Triad. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the, I mean, that was great. And it kind of, when you have repeated hits like that, it creates this major hype. But to kind of get back to the Lightning Returns, picking that up at midnight. So I showed up and there was like 400 people at GameStop. And, you know, I'm like super excited. Well, come to find out, it was the same day as Call of Duty, Battlefield 4, and Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So, like, you thought you were there with a bunch of Final Fantasy oh, yeah. fans, and you're like, dude, this new this new game's gonna be great, and they're like, yeah, totally, and you're like, I can't wait, I can't wait to go and shoot a dude in so, the face, and the other guy's like, what are you talking about, we're getting on boats to go pirate shit, and then someone else is like, what are you talking about, it's all about that magic and summons. Dude, it was crazy, just them arguing between Battlefield and Call of Duty, it, it was so nuts. Oh, dude, because that, that would have been, what, Ghost at it that was, time? I think it was the only year where they both came out on the same day on council. Good. But... With that story, so I... I For the was, record, Battlefield over Call of Duty any day. Bad company. Bad company over was solid. Call of Duty, I would say. But so I go in to pay for this Final Fantasy game. I had the only copy sitting on the table. Aww. So, I mean, hundreds of copies of games. One Final Fantasy was sitting on the That counter's just stacked full, and then there's just the one final fantasy game you know in 10 15 years before that final fantasy would have been that game would have been that pile of games oh absolutely medal of honor would have been that one game yep and it it, it makes me so mad and i mean i know you've been to a bunch of them i've i've been to a few uh me and actually the announcer candidate i gotta see if i can dig up that footage i remember we went to the uh like xbox 360 launch yeah and we were running around we were just harassing people about it wasn't that blockbuster uh we went to um no we went to best buy and we went to i think outside uh circuit city it might have been a media play i think it was circuit city circuit city probably circuit city i think media play already dissolved by then they're all gone anyways it doesn't matter oh man i'm i'm I miss Media Play. Media Play was nice. So you went to the Xbox launch. So we went to the Xbox launch and we just run around because I had my uh, camera at the time and we had like uh, the um, Xbox uh, microphone for karaoke. Yeah. And Canada threw on his suit. And we were running around doing like fake interviews and he was just making fun of people. (laughs) It was awesome. It was, man, I'm really kind of upset that Comedy Central never picked me up for a television show at this rate. But I mean, I I remember you. Also, I remember you picking up Scott Pilgrim at one point oh, as well. Oh, yeah, for the uh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, not not exactly game-related, but there's a lot of game references in that movie. Great we, we movie. Count, we count Scott Pilgrim. We'll count Scott Pilgrim <laughs> just because I earned it. Yep. That, one of the best digital games of all time and actually made me buy a game digitally. So you went, you but went, I went picked it up? Yeah, I remember I went to go to... Uh, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I should go get this. And you're like, go pick it up. I ran to... I think it was like Meyer or something. Uh, it was Myers. And uh, went to the store and like there was... There's those long lines, and I'm like, oh man, a lot of people really like Scott Pilgrim. This is cool, because like it kind of tanked box office wise. Oh yeah, it totally did. It's it, it, instant cult classic. And like I get in line, and it's like, so you guys like this movie too? And they're like, what are you talking about? We're here to pick up Black Ops, and I'm like, well, I'm in the wrong area. <laughs> I to the back of the store, and I head to the back of the store, and I got my Scott Pilgrim shirt on just because you know I got to represent when you're picking up your favorite gear, and I'm sitting there and. By the DVD rack, there's this one lone guy, and he's got a Scott Pilgrim shirt on, too. And it's just that awkward silence of it's like, did you accidentally run into the Call of Duty people, too? And it's like, yep. <laughs> well, even I went to the release of the Super NES Mini. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I didn't even know that they did, so, like, releases for that. It was kind of spur of the moment. Um, a guy I know, Tom, he's like, hey, are you going to come come get in line with me to pick up a Mini SNES? I was like, 
well, I don't have the money for it, but I'll come and get in line anyways because I knew our, one of our other friends, Manpreet, was like, oh, I, he wanted one. I yeah. was like, so I just, I was like, I'll just come, I'll come hang out with Tom. And I'm just talking to him and then Manpreet kind of cuts in line and gets my <laughs> voucher. He totally got, he he totally got one because of me. Uh, and I haven't even got to play it yet. Oh man, really? No. He's you like, steal you, it from you, him, you, use it, from you him. use it anytime, but doesn't have answers. You should definitely borrow it from him because I want to do a Super Nintendo episode with we, you. We definitely should. So we're in this line, right? They're all Nintendo fans. So what are they doing? Me and Tom are talking. All of them are, are on they Switches. Doing DSs? No, they're all on their Switches. Really? Oh, yeah. So, you know, there was... Because they only had like 10 copies of the thing in the store and they had vouchers for them. So these other eight people are just sitting there. Half of them are playing on their Switch. Um, I was like, that's ingenious. People playing Skyrim on there? At the time, probably Breath of the Wild. Okay. I mean, Breath of the Wild was the biggest yeah, thing okay. ever. Okay. Like Breath of the Wild, you have that. You've played that. Yes. That... I was super excited for that. Like Zelda games have always kind of like fascinated me. And, and then you never beat any of them? No, I beat the one on Super Nintendo and everything. But okay. The, <laughs> no, because, okay. I was allured. No, I think that Breath of the Wild is going to be the one that's actually going to get me back into uh, Zelda games. You can because, it anytime. Well, I don't have a system for I that. I have a thing called the Wii U. I'm the only one in the world with one. I know. It's it's about as rare as your virtual Belongs in a museum. Well, maybe I'll trade you a virtual boy for a Wii U. Um, but the way that they advertise that game where you can kind of do anything with the environment, that's kind of how the other games were portrayed to me. And that's, I think why I never got into it. Cause I remember the hype for when Zelda finally went 3d on 64, everyone loved it. But I think I was let down by the promise. People were like, Oh, it's going to be environmental. Like you can go and light a stick on fire and then use that stick to like burn down a bush or light a torch to go and like solve puzzles and stuff. And so I the thought hype, it was going to be, so the hype kind of let you down the, on, yeah, the, on that one. Absolutely. I mean, to really hone back in on the whole hype idea, breath of the wild was last year's biggest game. And by far, not only did it have like huge viewership, but I on think YouTube, it lived up to the hype itself. It did, And then it, it kind of like got a war. It, it was landing perfect reviews. I think on medicine, Metacritic, it's still the highest reviewed game. And, the hype was so massive for that game. I am still impressed that they actually landed how they expected to land. I mean, they completely revitalized that franchise doing something completely new. First open world Zelda game. Plus I mean, you could jump. Like I was super sketch mode and they're like, you can jump and climb things. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? You're not Zelda. You're not Zelda. I should just be able to only jump off of cliffs. But Breath of the Wild, I think was one like from what I've seen and what I've gotten to play. Cause I've gotten like maybe five minutes tops hands on um, so far with it just have to borrow mine man i i think that it is the zelda game that i've been waiting for that was kind of hyped up to me over years because there's been a lot of games that have been hyped up to me that i've just been horribly disappointed at like i said everyone loves zelda on 64 not a big fan i was super nintendo fan another game uh what is it uh i got into the elder scrolls series speaking of elder scrolls yeah. um and everyone was into a uh, freaking fable at the time you were a fable <laughs> guy weren't you peter monahue yeah, sold chick- you on that oh I was so excited for that because like I was a huge fan of Morrowind and like how big and expansive the world was. I'm like, ooh, Peter Monahue's making this thing. And he'd come out on stage and he's like, we're going to go and have it where you can cut down a tree and the tree will slowly regrow over time and your character ages over time and you can drop a petal in the water and watch it ripple. And the man sold can- like every part of your life to you. He he could sell he could sell you on anything. He essentially was the Kickstarter of the early two thousands. <laughs> yes, he would he would throw any idea in his mind at you and sell you on it just to eventually take your money and disappoint you horribly. I always felt like he would go out on stage and like present something. Like they'd be like, "Here's the game, Peter. 
go out and sell it. And he'd go out on stage, do his presentation, come back, and he'll be like, what do you guys think of that? And they're like, we don't have any of that. And he's like, well, we can put it in, right? And he's like, no. <laughs> Just like his development team has got to have like Lionhead Studios, they're like, okay, Peter, stick to the cue cards. Stick to the script. Please, for the love of God, do not go off the cue cards. <laughs> and he's like, you can be God, and you can create anything you want. <laughs> and at the end of the game... You can still make more things and make it it last forever. The game makes money, and it's in 3D virtual reality. (laughs) And they're like, Peter, Peter. all you could do is hit X to chop a log. The tree does not grow back. Yes. But no, that guy... He promised you the world, man. He he, promised you a world. He did. And it's like, every time... I was a Fable fan. That was one of the highlights of Xbox Don't get me wrong. All in all, it was a pretty decent game. Not really to my liking. But it was a pretty decent action-adventure RPG. But it did nothing... But it did nothing that he promised. (laughs) Oh, the hype on that was so high, and the disappointment was even higher. And then the other good game that, that I remember from that era, besides Fable, that would get just tons of hype. Because Xbox was dominant at the time. So 360, 360. those games were always the biggest 360 ones. 360 always had the best best run of everything. And the exclusives, they, I still say that PlayStation had some, but they were always never as big because there was just so many more people playing Xbox. 360 over PS3, in my and then, opinion. Oh, definitely. And then Gears of War 3. I mean, 2 was great. But three, oh, I mean, they landed they, that trailer. Yeah, they uh, and then they brought back the because uh, I remember the very first trailer for the original Gears of War. They did um, Gary Jules Mad World, yep. which uh, I love his rendition of that song, and I know that from uh, Donnie Darko because that yep. was when it got super popular. Yep, because he it's a it was him covering an older song, but yeah, they brought that back for that trailer and they nailed it. Yeah, and it's crazy because people were excited because Gears of War was good. Gears of War 2 was great. And then they're like, the third one was just promising the world. You literally talked about this on the last episode, Gears of War 3, because that's your go-to cheap game, too. Well, because, come on, dude, the hype. I mean, I bought, Bullet again, Bulletstorm, I bought the game for a beta. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought a game on the hype of a game that wasn't even released yet. Well, I, I remember people bought uh, Crackdown. For the uh, Halo Three thing, I mean, and it worked. I mean, at that time was kind of where Halo Halo dropped off too with the whole like, uh, almost like a disenfranchised thing, like what Final Fantasy did, where they're like, oh, here's a tactics game, here's a first person shooter. Remember, what was it Halo? After Halo Three, they went and they did that uh, Halo it, Wars. I, I think o- ODST came out, and then they went to Halo Wars. Yeah, that ODST where it's like you don't even play a Spartan, you just play a common soldier. Yeah. Which I actually like the best because they give you health. Yeah, that wasn't... It was, it was kind of a nice change because it's like, okay, I don't just run at them and shoot a bunch and then hide until I get my health back, run out and shoot a bunch. It's like, okay, I actually have to think about this a little bit. Well, okay, they, they had that and then they had Halo Wars and then like just... It's, anytime a franchise tries to go too far outside of their normal core gameplay, like even now, uh, I was super disappointed. I had to explain to someone that Final Fantasy Fifteen on mobile phone was not the same as Final fantasy 15 on the thing because they did that stupid port of uh yeah that chibi robot the the chibi version no not chibi it was no i'm not talking about that not bravest what is it called okay not that no it was one of those stupid kingdom building games that i don't want to ever drop a name oh okay yeah Yeah, okay so they they made a final fantasy even uh spinoff of a a kingdom building game yes and and free to play yeah and it has all the final fantasy 15 characters and stuff and he's like yeah, he's like it's just a he's like it's just a copy of this. He's like I remember playing Final Fantasy back in the day. And I'm like, you know, there's an actual game for that. So 
I had to like divert him and reconvince him that Final Fantasy was not terrible, but at the same time, it's like, dude, come on, why would they do that? That just takes away from the yeah, quality I mean, the, the, of the name of the I, brand. I mean, yeah, they they dilute their franchise just oh, a, absolutely. A, a ton. And then I wonder, like, being a huge Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts fan, so this year, the big game, uh, to me, is definitely Kingdom Hearts 3. I know I'm saying it now, and I will own up to it. I do believe Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this year. Yeah, and I was told that it was supposed to be out on the Wii, so where's that at? I know it's a sequel to a ten-year-old game at this point. Remember though, like people started buying Wii's as soon as it got rumored for that. They're like, uh, actually, I don't remember that Kingdom ever Hearts. being a thing because I guess the Wii. I I, I didn't. This is like the back Wii in the days, like yeah. G4 TV, man. Back in like I think that's mid- before the Wii, dude. No, that was still around mid two thousands. I don't know anymore, but uh, I don't know like Kingdom Hearts three. So I'm planning on buying that game as soon as it comes out because I, I I've played all of them. I'm a huge Kingdom. Do you Hearts have fan. all the little weird off spins too? One point did... five and two point five. No, I'm not even talking about final those. mix. I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about uh, was it Chain of Memories? Yep, which right? is on one point five. Okay. Did they incorporate that in that? Yes. I guess when I say one point, you need, okay. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 has two of the, each one of them contain each game that they've re-released okay. now. Okay. Pause. We're going to start here. So Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 out on PlayStation 2. Correct. Then they had uh, Chain of Memories, right? Yep. Which was a Game Boy Advance game. And then they had like 265 and a half days or whatever it was. Three parts. No, it's 300. I think 300. Dude, I don't know why you're going into this. I don't remember these. Because the, the timeline The franchise important. is so so messed up that it, it's hard to even remember the well, order that's they square released. square for it. you, I guess. So what they ended up doing is they repackaged all those games and they put them onto two. They made, they made Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and Kingdom Hearts 2.5. And what it incorporated was all five of the games. And then they made a kind of a prologue four three okay so basically it's the almost hd uh full everything yep full encompassing so if you pick up those games you will have known you'll have everything every, you'll, okay you'll, you'll have everything Good. and i i loved them i i still like those games i like the style of the game i like the how they use disney and a final fantasy kind of combination it's the combination of the two uh i guess brands franchises dude franchises. Not brands why is it not a brand because a brand is a company name. Well, uh, it's not a company. It's a it's a product. Well, a product is a franchise. All right. Unless fine. there's only one, then it's just a product. <laughs> it's not a franchise if there's only one of them. Well, they merged everything into one. It's one not Final collection. Fantasy the company. It's Square Enix. No, it's Final Fantasy. Square the Enix company. is the brand. Square Enix hasn't done Bushido Blade, so to me, they're just a Final Fantasy company. Okay. <laughs> I have my reasons. Let me have and my terrible. reasons. Ah, uh, they're good but, reasons. I don't know, man. With like, so Kingdom Hearts that's coming out hopefully this year. But why do you think it's coming out this year, though? I mean, why do you honestly, legitimately think? I mean, they did that trailer for it recently. They showed a little gameplay of the uh, Toy Story stuff, which was super cool. The, and I admit that it looks really good, looks fun. I guess from a corporate view, last year was a huge game, and Square Enix is a public public huge game. Company. Was fi- oh, huge game being Final Fantasy yeah, 15. 15 came out, and then they had the trickled like DLC events throughout the whole year for it, which is but, still actually catering pretty well into. And, it, and it, they just announced they're doing it. I think another year of DLC for that game, which is it's great because there's a multiplayer feature and all these other features. They've done a really good job building. They did a out. VR build for that. They incorporated uh, where you could actually get like the car to like fly and everything. Well, the flying the flying car was actually in the game. That was never that they, was never but a they, extra. But they're doing, aren't they doing like worlds like up in the sky and stuff? I thought no, 
None I thought that. they were trying to like expand out. They brought what in the. What you should uh, try to do is you should try playing the game before talking about well, it. Well, all right, fine. <laughs> it's funny because that's one of the reasons why I bought a PlayStation Four, but they keep adding to it, so I don't know when my buy-in point yeah, is. It's almost like you should just borrow it from your friend and oh just play it. Yeah, and then go through like the twelve gigs of updates. Like I get an external hard drive before I do that, man. But so again, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we're getting off topic. All right, my bad. So Kingdom Hearts, I'm actually getting a, getting. A, I think it's coming out this year because you have the corporate structure of how they have to have a big release every year to kind of feed that, that revenue for the following year. Yeah. But I also believe it just because of how much content they've been slowly bleeding out. There's no way that they're dropping this much content and not putting it out this year. Square Enix has no big games releasing this year. They don't have a Hitman game coming out. Tomb Raider comes out in the fall. So it's quarter three. So I kingdom hearts has to be quarter four Christmas time. They have to land it on Christmas. Don't you think they'd wait like another year and delay it? I mean, they're delaying. Uh, was it? They're doing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, but that won't come out until at least 2020 or later because <laughs> it's Square Enix. Five years from now, Square Enix likes to announce their games when they first draw a picture on a piece of paper, <laughs> not not actually when they have some kind of concept art. So I don't know. I I strongly believe it comes out this year. But what I'm starting to be afraid of is now what I think Kingdom Hearts Two came out in 2005. Okay. So it's been 13 years waiting for a direct sequel. And now with it, it's hyped. You, you have to admit that people have been talking about this game for so many like years. Like I said, I remember them saying like, hey, it's probably going to launch on the Wii. And I mean, that was two yeah. Nintendo generations ago yep. now. So now if this when game was does release, rumored, with all the hype, is it really going to hold up to that hype? I mean, it. I almost I, feel like it's I think unobtainable it now. Because no, it's, it's, it's not so Half-Life high. 3. <laughs> okay oh, half-life 3 half-life 3 owns the hypage uh, or portal 3 even i portal 3 anything been pretty 3 high. by valve uh, yeah any any of the valve 3s team but, fortress 3 so half-life 2 I guess episode at this point, 3 do you think that the hype how how it's really affected this Left game? Dead 3 <laughs> quit fucking interrupting <laughs> I'm me sorry Jesus. i had to that so do you think this hype is really going to change how people perceive this game because any any big game that's coming out i mean if the hype is that high can it really be as good as people expect it to be well okay do you think that hype and expectations are considered two separate things because no. hype i think could just be excitement for a game but hype feeds expectations of what you think the game's going to do true because for instance Mass Effect 3 <laughs> did not live up to its expectations to the expectations but it was hyped but the expectations it was still hyped you know what i mean yep. and but if that game wasn't as hyped and it was kind of like a people bought it and then liked it and told their friends about it and kind of built it up then you know, then does the hype natural, continue a, a more natural hype versus marketing 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 Oh, this game sucks. Bad scores. Everyone hates it, and it just crashes That's the thing. and there's burns. Games, there's games that are uh, marketed really heavily and then just fail horribly. Uh, like you said, where they go and they'll like be like, "You can't but release are they, press information." Are they failing because of bad content, or are they failing because of bad marketing? Because I, there have been games before that. No Man's Sky. Yes. I mean, that's, yes. that's really... I was thinking about icon, that when you yeah, said that. It's, it, that's a really iconic game that was not only hyped, but it, its expectations were huge because of what they had already shown. Well, I think that they've actually finally reached expectations because, uh, weren't you saying, uh, who covered a review? They keep doing like annual reviews yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I feel like 
IGN kind of did the the big early ones I remember, but Kotaku is the one that recently did. Hey, one year later, this is what this game is like, and Why we actually like it now. It, though? Well, they're reviewing it because now Xbox One is getting it, oh. so it's no longer going to be exclusive on PlayStation. I, I feel like again the exclusivity was temporary. I'm sure nice. at some point. That, I mean, the growth period for it, it's obviously gone for the PlayStation. But you know what? It might actually find a full new audience now. Then which with it, that. which would be good because. I've played it since a lot of those patches, and I think the game is good. I I still fully swore, and it's an indie it's an indie company that made it. And so you should really support that. Support Sean Murray. Um, <laughs> David says so. Uh, so do you think that the game has now lived up to its hype? No, no. I I think the hype was so high on that game that they could. Oh, sorry, not, sorry. They, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Did the game live up to its expectations now in the status that it's in? It definitely lived up to my expectations, but again, I think the hype drove people's expectations to un unreachable. Hype can die down though and jump back up. And do you have hype for this game now based on it finally meeting your expectations? No. Really? No, it's too You think it's I too late? I, I feel like the game cycle, like a game can still be good, but it's not talked about like it's not that coffee table type of game anymore. Like it's not the like God of War, for instance. I, I if I go somewhere, I sit down with a bunch of people that have video games. I could talk about God of War, and it could be kind of this community, this big conversation. No Man's Sky. If I bring that game up, people are just going to talk crap about it because. But that's the whole thing with the franchise, though. God but, of War has legacy behind it, where uh, No Man's Sky is kind of building its own legacy because if it's still around after a long period of time and it evolves, that's one of the wonderful things about. I'm going to actually side with you on the whole digital thing debate, real quick. Yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about digital is if you have a game from launch, it can evolve into something much better over time. Uh, thing that we started talking at the very, very beginning of the episode, bring it around full circle, Overwatch. Yep. Overwatch is a completely different game between balances, characters, levels, modes. I mean, it's... N- but they built on a successful game. I, I feel like No Man's Sky is sold well, and then... It crashed hard, and then the internet just became real toxic towards that game. The guy got like death threats and stuff because of that game. Yeah, I know. I mean, the internet just went way too far about it, and that's where I feel that hype is dangerous because, yeah, that company made a lot of pre-orders. They they did really well in the beginning because of that, but man, when it went bad, it went bad so fast that they could. I'm 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 surprised to see it going on Xbox, but I completely understand why they would jump ship to find a new community. What generally makes you well by going into uh, Microsoft territory? They totally are going to find a new community. I think they might actually do really well, and hopefully that will help them grow as a company. And they, look, they've already learned like a lot of lessons really quick. And if anything, they can now with what they've learned develop, change, make things into something more successful. And finally put the product out that they've wanted to and take a sense of pride in that. Yeah. I mean, what, okay, what, what do you normally look for when, uh, what, what is usually, what fuels your hype train? I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for gameplay trailers. Not, not you video You say trailers. that and then you and your stupid Spider-Man bullshit. I've seen gameplay trailers and they look awesome. No, that's not gameplay. That's no. all pre-canned animation bullcrap. I've seen more since we've last talked okay, about Spider-Man. Okay, then you need to freaking show me something because I, I still don't believe. And I will. But gameplay trailers like the game that's coming out real soon, Detroit Becoming Human. Yes. I was kind of, I was interested. Yes. But I, I didn't know what to think because of how how those games all are very different from one another. But once I saw them at E3 play through a, one of the scenarios, 
where you talk to this this robot on a rough year yeah i saw that and it's that all this, but seeing that made me actually believe seeing how it in actually game. plays not seeing some video uh, of just something in cinema i actually want to see how the game plays well we come we come from the time of uh, remember the kill zone thing when they're like this is actual gameplay for kill zone yeah. 2 and it was like pre-rendered oh, all yeah, it, the, it was mocked up it was all mocked up like people would just go and touch up stuff and they're like this is in-game graphics and it's like in your like cutscenes, yeah it's in-game but i mean we we came from a, a time in an era where it's like you could put anything down and as long as you go oh wow that looks really good that's fine but none of it would ever be gameplay I, and like and that's why i hate teasers i still hate teasers to this day like i want some damn gameplay show me what the hell i'm doing how it interacts and i can tell your fake gameplay from your real gameplay oh, of course and I- and I understand why they do those things because again, it starts kind of that hype train. It gets Get people, me all riled it, up it, now. It gets people riled up for the games, and which is great. But once I actually see the game played, yes, it's kind of where I'm sucked in. But I used to be that guy that any trailer, you know, you throw me any graphical like phenomenon, and I'm like, I'm just sucked in. I'm like, I want more. But now I'm like, okay, I've been burned enough times. <laughs> I, I, I am so... It's like an abusive lover of video games. You're like, like, I keep coming back. Why do you keep hurting me? I bought a lot of bad Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And I still buy them. <laughs> but man... It, did you did you download that mobile one? <laughs> You're like, Final Fantasy 15 on my phone. No, I don't play games on my phone. I, I can't. I, I tried Fortnite on my phone. I, oh, did you really? Yeah, I played one round. I was like, this feels so, so wrong. I'm like, I'm just, I'm done with this. Fair enough. <laughs> Kudos so, to them for getting to other platforms, though. Always. PUBG's I, available now, too, I, I think. I mean, if they can simulate something similar to their actual gameplay, that's great. But I don't know. I'm just... Hype is very dangerous to me because if I get too excited about something, I feel like it almost is a guaranteed letdown because how can you make something Kingdom Hearts? I just don't see how that game can be what I want it to be because I've had 12 years to think about that game. So, you know, I, I've thought about it as long as they've developed gameplay it. Gameplay looks good, though. It looks like it carries over a lot from what it was, uh, a lot from what it was. So it's derived from good source material. And if anything, even if they make a small expanse on it, would you be happy with that? Or are you going to be super upset because it's not like everything brand, brand new? I'm going to love it. I, I know I'm going to love it, but I just feel like if it's not that really great game. Is that your fanboy getting the best of you, though? It is. It, it really is. I, as long I, as you own that, I, that's fine. My kryptonite will always be Square Enix. I, I feel like they've always done a good job between Dragon Warrior, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy. I love RPG games, so I, I'm a huge sucker for their games, which is fine. That's the type of game I play, and they're honestly the company that made me love video games. So that's completely understandable for me. But what I hate is when I find out I like a game, but everywhere I look is toxic. Uh, good example. You mentioned Mass Effect 3. Yep. That was actually the first Mass Effect I played. I still haven't played any of them. And when I played it, I liked it. And all I saw around me was how much people hated it. And it made no sense to me because it was a great game. It played well. The story seemed fine. But everyone was just hating on that game. And I was like, it's still a good game. It's just that didn't meet what they expected. And, of course, then I went back and played them in order and realized that one really should be the one people should hate because that game played horribly. Yeah, but that was new and exciting at the time. Exactly. And it changed stuff up. But you can't go back and play it now. So people who are playing God of War 4 now, if they jump back into the older games, do you think they're going to be like, this game sucks? God of War should 
never have been created, but God of War 4 is the best. If they go back to the PS2 one, they might be surprised on how bad it feels. But it's going to play like a completely different game. But if they go back to the HD remade one on PS3, on their, their God of War saga or whatever, yeah. I think they would be pleasantly surprised that that game holds up well. So... I don't know. It's just so dangerous seeing how these games, and especially we live in the age of hype because of social media. Oh, dude, it's it's. There's so much more because as soon as one person says anything, it all of a sudden explodes out into this thing. And even if it's just like a sliver of information, you get taken out and horribly misconstrued. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to bring movies into this, but I mean, it seems like every, especially Marvel, every Marvel movie is just the in Star Wars. Those movies are so massive. That we saw Star Wars eight together. I mean, there was people were ecstatic for that movie walking in. Look how they left. Yeah, you know, they just kind of left like oh, that was okay. It, you know, and and I'm not trying to dig into in the Star Wars, but what I'm saying is, think of how excited they were because how much people love seven. Yeah, and then eight just did not meet that expectation. I, and I just wasn't crashed. Okay, we'll jump on movies for half a second here because <laughs> I want to get back onto the thing because I do have something to say about game. Uh, Games that I've been super excited for. Okay. Uh, so I think with Star Wars, it's uh, seven was not great. Oh, see, I, I thought it was one of the better ones. Eight wasn't great either, but seven, I understand, was necessary to go and figure out how to go and start the saga again, make yep. the plot, set, set up, set up. I was excited for what seven was going to deliver on afterwards. Yep. However... It I'm, just didn't. It I'm didn't not a do fan. It. I'm not a fan for the Han Solo movie, with the exception of uh, Childish Gambino being in that, because I'm super stoked to see him as Lando. That's gonna be dope. Donald, Donald Glover. Glover is amazing. Yeah. Yep, and you know that's great. And uh, I, being a huge comic book fan, I think Avengers should be amazing. But somehow, I feel like there are so many. There's no way you can have 70 plus characters in this movie, and it still be good enough by showing all those characters. I just, you I don't, don't think they're getting enough screen time for each of your characters. That I, you like. I think. The bad screen time is going to eat up the potential for more screen time with the better characters. Well, weren't they supposed to have that as two movies initially? And they are. There are two movies. The next is one is coming out a year from okay, now. Okay, they and are the, doing the fourth movie or whatever is one year after okay. the release, which is fine. But I don't know. It just seems like every movie's like look at all the DC movies. I just feel like every movie now people just get ramped up incredibly fast as soon as that first trailer hits, and then they either crash down or it kind of flatlines or it's just people get slightly more excited about it. Like they can't get that excited about it because it's so overdone already. You know, you know, it sucks having, having a cult classic. Like, uh, was it? I remember when red faction was coming out when gorilla was coming out. Oh, yeah. super hyped for that the game. game. Yeah. yeah. It was a great game. Red faction, gorilla. Great game. Uh, finally a decent like return to the franchise and everything. Reinvented franchise at that. Reinvented. And it was so good. And like, it didn't get picked up, so it couldn't run the distance that it should, and it was really a solid, solid game. And I wonder, though, because it's it's re-releasing as a remastered edition. I'm wondering if it's going to have another life now. Yep, and you know, cult classics have that potential, especially with being a whole generation later, that it may hit a different crowd of people, and it may land a lot better. I hope it does. I think it was maybe just ahead of its time and everything. I mean, but to be fair, that game had like a really good physics engine for destroying entire buildings and stuff. That's what usually lures me in. Yeah. It had, it had your mechanic bait that you like so much. It is mechanic bait. Is that really what you're calling it now? That, that is what it is. And well, anytime. Okay. I like physics in games. I guess physics bait would probably be better. You're just a sucker for physics. I'm a sucker for physics. That's just common knowledge. Like I, anything with physics I love because 
it shows the potential of what the hardware can do. It shows the it shows the power behind the hardware, but the more realistic we can simulate stuff, the cooler it is. Freaking Peter Monahue with a stupid drop a pebble, build the dam, and then it diverts water. Eh. Come back. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the hate train comes back. Uh, but I like any time that like a physics engine because it shows like, hey, we can do stuff that you can do in the real world. But then it's the trick of making that super absurd and figuring out how gameplay can be fun around that. Like a game that I still haven't picked up. Did you ever play Boom Blocks? No. See, uh, Steven Spielberg game. So now look, we got our movie tie-ins. You like produce that, <laughs> but it's a game where it's like physics. It's like Jenga where you're like throwing balls at like a Jenga board on like Wii. looked great. And it was all physics based, but it was just like, okay, they got simulation of a Jenga block, which, you know, Jenga is just a fun game because it's just yep. blocks falling. And then they go, Hey, throw marbles at it. Like it's just <laughs> good fun, but it's within a, yep. You, you definitely box. love the physics. So, like you were saying before, so what are what game are to kind of wrap all this up? What game are you looking forward to? Like, what what's your big hyped game for 2018? My big hyped game? I don't think I have one yet. That's I'm so sad. I well, I'm holding out, man. I think that something's gonna drop probably. Usually, middle of the year is when you mean something like comes June out. June when that me. E3 show comes out, and yeah, then they you know, just drop like eighty games on us. You know that thing? Like yeah. I don't know. I don't think no one knows about that. That that well, E3. We're thing. gonna have to do some coverage on it and kind of go over it because you know do, I, uh, I'm a horrible sucker for award shows, you. but I'm a bigger sucker for presentation, business presentations. because yeah. I, I nerd out on that. business Yeah, stuff. that's usually when you start diving into the companies. Uh, Gotta get those quarterly statements. Yeah, out. you get their quarterly statements. You're like, uh, this is gonna release this year. Why? Because uh there's secret numbers for untitled AAA title. Dude, Ubisoft is so bad about it. They they, <laughs> they use the craziest like code names for their statements. What do you mean? Oh, the project bloodshed and it's like, Oh, it's Far Cry, obviously. And then, <laughs> like you just like called it. They're like, Well, it's like Assassin's Creed hasn't been announced, but there's like pictures on the internet of Pharaohs and Assassins. <laughs> Oh, this game, Project Sand, is coming out this year. Project Sand. <laughs> awesome. So, what, what about you? What's what's your big hype for? Dude, besides hopefully Kingdom Hearts, Spider-Man's it. I saw I, I saw some recent I, I saw some recent coverage on Spider-Man and uh, Game Informer actually had this really like big spread in their newest issue and I, I hate really advertising for them, but they <laughs> They really, they got the exclusive coverage on the game. They showed like how the web slinging works, how the open world works, how the questing works. If I see gameplay, then I'll be more and, inclined, and, but dude, I've seen stuff that only looks like pre-rendered. You, well, all you've really seen is E3 stuff, but yeah. you'll have to see this. It, it kind of won me over as far as I'm actually really excited for it and, it and it's coming real soon. But I mean, to kind of end all this, so hype, it, hype is huge. It's everywhere and social media only feeds it both positive and negatively. And I'm just trying to figure out, do you think the, all this hype is good for the industry? Like, do you think it's really helping games? Because I feel like it, it kills more games than it helps. I, I've seen a lot of games go down that really toxic road where, oh, it's not a nine or a better, so people start hating at it immediately. They're not even giving games a chance because people just, they, they're so quick to judge games now. It's 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 a double-edged sword, but it's a double-edged sword in the light. Like, you see it for what it's worth. Like, if a hype if something launches for it early, right? If you launch for it, then it goes and it becomes a. Uh, what is that for? Just keep talking. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, you're turning on lights on me over here. Um, if you go and if you launch with no hype, then you get no coverage whatsoever. If you launch with too much coverage, 
then you've built too much of a hype. Games used to release demos and like Tony Hawk two or the Tony Hawk game before yeah. that came out that had no hype for it whatsoever, but it was on that, uh, pizza hut demo disc yep. and everyone loved it and it got its own hype based on just being a but, solid yeah, game. Na- but games hype. don't release, but games don't release with natural hype anymore well, because you have to have some level of marketing because no one will back a game if it's not marketed. Well, on that topic, actually, today, Detroit Becoming Human just announced that they have a demo coming out tomorrow. Oh, really? Yep. So they're kind of, I think, because they're not getting So that demo is going to be out by the time this episode's uh, oh, yeah, out. Then. It'll already be out by the time the episode's out. And it kind of takes from that because right now it doesn't have a lot of hype. That that game has released a couple different videos. Some people loved what they originally saw. Then they saw some like kind of risky material with like kind of like a child abuse scene. Yeah. And it kind of made people frown on it. And he's like, it's an overall experience. He's like, it's not, you can't take it and just, it's really hard to cut and show that game off. So they're like, well, we don't have a choice but to demo this game. This is, and they did that for between two, uh, between Two Souls? Beyond Two oh, beyond. Souls. Uh, dude's getting late. Get your shit right. Right. So, you know, they did that route, and I thought that actually helped that game out because it, it kind of turned people onto the game a little bit, and I'm hoping this demo does the same, and I think they're hoping for that natural build because otherwise they're they're looking at a, at a really hard time selling that game right now because it's going to get drowned by... Like, the only thing I see online right now, people are going to be talking about God of War, Avengers, Han Solo, and Deadpool. I mean, that's going to eat up the whole month of May when that game releases. How are they going to possibly find time to really get on the internet with all that stuff coming out? So I don't, I don't know. It, it is, it's, a, it's a total double-edged sword right now, and I'm really hoping that good games can get, somehow make it through all of that, regardless of, of what people are saying about it. I mean, check with the community, man. Yeah, I mean... I know you're excited about some about nothing yet, but we're we're, we're totally gonna find you a game by, I'm, the, I'm by E3. Get I'll get something I, by E3. I, I, I feel I'm like sure. we're gonna find you something, but I got some games I'm excited for, and we'd like to hear what you guys are excited for because unlike DOS, we there are plenty of good games coming out for the Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and then there's always those PC games that we know nothing about. So definitely let us know what what you think, what's coming out. I want to hear what you're excited for. Maybe we can look more into it. And maybe we'll do some coverage on it on our show. And we'd also like to remind you guys, we're, we're throwing our stuffs on YouTube. So if you have a friend that doesn't listen to SoundCloud or unwilling to just listen to a podcast, tell them our videos out there. Try to, try to help us because the more people you guys bring to us, the more content we feel comfortable bringing to you. Yeah, the, uh, the YouTube is a little lag behind, but I mean, I think it's about four or five probably about four or five episodes behind. We release that every off week that we don't release a new audio on uh SoundCloud for now. So. Yeah, so, so eventually we will get those caught up as much as we can. And we're just trying to bring as much content to you as possible. Das is throwing some Spelunky online. I'm throwing some stuff online. Oh yeah. We got some gameplay stuff on there. I got some overwatch clips yeah. that I'll be dropping soon too. Yeah, so we're just trying to make this as interactive as possible. If you guys got YouTube channels, share those with us so we can check out your stuff as well. Just do whatever you can to really reach out to us because we want to hear from you. We want to involve you guys as much as we can into the show. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Couch Trolls Podcast. If you like this episode, you can find more on Facebook by searching Couch Trolls or on Twitter at Couch underscore Trolls. I'm your announcer, Canada Sanchez, with Brian doing the sound. Thanks for listening.